Hi everyone, Matthew back at it again with another Medics Money Triage. This is the segment where we take the big concepts from the main podcasts and we break them down into smaller bite-sized chunks and we have a little chat about it, preferably with a coffee. Just a quick note about this week, I am getting over a bit of a bug. I literally didn't have a voice a couple of days ago, so please forgive any illness on my part. Speaking of, this week's triage is very tenuously linked to an episode of the main podcast. It's actually episode 90, called Even Doctors Need an Emergency Fund. And that was released on April 12th, 2022. Now, keen listeners of the Medics Money podcast will observe that that is actually almost coincidentally a year ago today. And in honour of that, when we recorded that episode in April 2022, we had about a quarter of a million downloads, and now we've got lifetime downloads of well over half a million. So, as producer of the Medics Money podcast... Thanks for all your support, and thanks for supporting Tommy and Ed. Now, as previously mentioned, this episode's all about setting up an emergency fund. This comes up quite a lot of Medics Money, and it is one of the more basic things that we talk about, but sometimes, with regards to your finances, getting the basics right is one of the most important cornerstones. So that's why we think it's worth reiterating, especially in time for Easter. Now, I had absolutely no idea what an emergency fund was until I joined Medics Money. Probably something to do with a youthful sense of optimism that I'd never ever encounter any kind of emergency ever. I now know the true value of having an emergency fund from personal experience. Now there are many ways you can actually do it, but I actually set up my emergency fund using my bank. And my bank actually allows you to set up pots within its app. Now this is just little segmented groups specified by yourself to meet some kind of goal. For instance, you can have one for your bills, so you make sure all your money for your bills is in there without it kind of being mixed in with your general allowance. You can also have one for your emergency fund, and the great thing about it is it tracks your progress as you save. One thing that's helped me actually is turning on roundups. For instance, I make a transaction for £1.89, it will round up to £2 and automatically put that into my emergency fund. So every time I use my card, I'm saving towards the emergency fund. It goes without saying, this could also extend to saving for a house deposit, for your children's futures, for anything. But do bear in mind that they don't really offer any interest rates, at least on the basic account. So just something to be aware of. As we're going to hear Tommy and Ed talk about, you need to have about three to six months of your essential expenditure ready to go. This episode also contains the infamous moment that we still joke about in the team today, that Ed was caught wishing he was a cat instead of listening and learning about emergency funds. So enjoy this first clip. There's something that we talked about in our ebook, which is totally free to download at medicsmoney.co.uk forward slash ebook, which is really important. And we haven't talked about it on the podcast. And that is an emergency fund. So I thought we should talk about that today. So I think a large part of making sure your finances are healthy is ensuring you can survive a financial shock. So I'm going to call this your financial fitness And as we all know, patients that are physiologically fit have a much better capacity to recover from the unexpected shock of sudden illness or injury, as we see every day. But how fit are your finances? What is your financial fitness and capacity to deal with an unexpected shock? So there's many ways to increase your financial fitness. And one of those is to think about insuring your income using income protection, critical illness insurance and life insurance. We've talked about that a lot, and I'm not going to talk about it again today. But a really simple way to boost your resilience and improve your financial fitness is to get an emergency fund and I can see you thinking what is an em- I know you know what an emergency fund is but imagine you didn't yeah fair enough imagine I don't know what that is Tommy please tell me all about it yeah that was really good and convincing <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, I'm watching my cats we're recording this in my in my house again and uh, my, my cats just curled up it's a really rainy day 
I just all curled up, fast asleep, and I'm just thinking I wish I was a cat. It's a great day to record a podcast. It's absolutely foul out there. So to answer your really spontaneous question about what is an emergency fund, an emergency fund is an instantly accessible cash reserve sufficient to cover your living expenses for a defined period. And that defined period, how many months of emergency fund you choose to have, will depend on your personal circumstances. So if you're employed by the NHS on a permanent contract, you will benefit from some sick pay benefits and some other benefits. So maybe you only need three months. But if you're a locum doctor or you're self-employed with a young family or other dependents, you may choose to have six to nine months in reserve. And that reserve is just your expenses. So if you've got a mortgage or rent, it would cover that. You're just day-to-day living expenses that you could use to cover that if you have any problems. Yeah, it's important to say that it's expenses here, aren't we? We're not saying save six months of your gross salary or anything like that. We're just saying work out what your expenses are and make sure you've got a reserve of three to six months. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not six months of your gross salary, just of your expenses, as you said. Because then even if you can't work and you get ill or your income stops, you've got some breathing room and some financial fitness to deal with the shock. And doctors are in secure employment and reasonably well-paid. Not as well-paid as we used to, thanks to uh, 30% pay cut in real terms over the last 10 years. But we won't go on about that today because we've done that one a lot. But sometimes doctors think, well, I'm a doctor. I'll never be unemployed. I won't get ill and I won't fall on hard times. Now, in the podcast, Tommy gives you several reasons why even doctors need to think about having an emergency fund. And so I'm going to actually take you through them instead of using a clip. The first is that Even for highly skilled healthcare professionals across the NHS, unemployment can still happen. And a relevant example of this was during COVID. So to get you through those periods without a job, an emergency fund is essential to keep up your mortgage payments or your rent payments or any kind of essential expenditure that you might come across. So it's really important to have a really thorough understanding of exactly what you need to pay. And I've used a spreadsheet for this myself because it, well, spreadsheets, I love them. The second reason is the there's a misguided, perhaps, thought that a credit card is a good tool to use in hard times. It can get you out of it. However, we kind of argue that it might not be such a good idea. Credit cards have notoriously high borrowing rates, and especially if you've fallen on unemployment, then your ability to repay this is essentially gone. So the result of this is you may not be able to meet the payments and incur high interest rate charges. You also may potentially damage your credit score, which will stay on file for a long time when you're looking to get loans and mortgages and may well affect your ability to be accepted. Intuitively, it also might make it more difficult to save for an emergency fund to begin with if you have to pay off these high credit card charges. So just something to think about there. And the last reason that we can actually recommend you think about setting up an emergency fund is that it can make insurance cheaper. Now this is due to something called a deferment period, whereby you delay the receipt of the benefit by a certain amount of time, and this could actually make your premiums cheaper. For instance, if you've got an emergency fund set up for six months of expenses, then you might not need to claim any critical illness insurance or income protection for those six months. And that is a good thing in the eyes of the insurers. It's definitely worth thinking about. And the last reason, I'm going to leave that shrouded in mystery. And if you want to check it out, go and check it out wherever you get your podcasts. In this last clip, we're just going to go over some of the concerns some people might have with keeping an emergency fund in cash. It's a very good point about inflation eroding the value of your cash savings. But just to reiterate, that's not really the point of the emergency fund. The number one criteria for any emergency fund is availability. You never know when you're going to get a curveball and you need access to you know, three to six months of normal expenditure. So it's not about keeping pace with inflation. It's more about that instant access. Now, there are instant access savings accounts out there where you can usually get a reasonably low but still 
worthwhile interest rate. But you've got to bear in mind that sometimes access is not always instant. Sometimes there can be a delay of a few hours or at least 20 minutes while it transfers for withdrawals, depending on the bank. But you've got to say it with me, it's not advice, just something to think about for your own personal circumstances. The common question that we get asked about this, because we're always going on about how inflation is effectively eroding the value of cash because inflation is currently... 5.4%? Yeah, I think it's going to it's going to go up to 7.5% shortly or something. I mean, you predicted that inflation was going to rise back in October 2021. Yeah, I think the, the writing was on the wall about that one. But uh, yeah, lo and behold, it's coming true. Yeah, so inflation's 5.4%. Interest rates on cash savings is less than 1%. So the value of your cash is going down in real terms every year. So you might reasonably ask, how can I protect my emergency fund from inflation? And I like where your head at is there because you're thinking about the damage that inflation is doing to your savings but really the purpose of the emergency fund is not to make money like your investments it's just to be easily accessible when you need it in an emergency so you're just going to have to try and ignore the fact that inflation is destroying it because you don't want to invest this money because if you need it in a hurry it might not be a good time to do it yeah but i have got a few ideas of what you could do and this is not financial advice obviously but one option is premium bonds and we've talked about those before particularly tax efficient not sure the returns are that great but you know what can you do but the key thing is that it's safe. You can get your premium bonds back at any moment, unlike investment income. And the other thing that might be suitable to your own research is what's called an offset mortgage. And again, the ebook talks about those. And offset mortgage basically means that if you have a high balance in your account, that is offset against your mortgage. And it's a great way if you're self-employed and you've got to keep your tax money aside, you keep that in the offset part of your mortgage and it reduces the amount you pay. Don't know what your thoughts are on that. I think that's all very good. As you say, the key point really is what you want is something that's got a high amount of liquidity which basically is jargon for easy access to it so the whole point of this emergency fund as Tommy says isn't to put it in somewhere really liquid like buying a property that would take years to get value or to sell or whatever you need to put it in somewhere that's very highly liquid so certain cash accounts you know premium bonds whatever anything where you can easily get the money immediately if you need it that's that's the key thing here not advice but i split it between premium bonds about half in premium bonds and the other half i just keep in cash and i try not to think about what i just said which is uh, inflation is 5.4 percent the interest rate i'm getting on that cash is about half a percent i just don't think about that because the purpose of the emergency fund is not to make you money in like an investment it's to protect you from losing money should something bad happen and bad things do happen yeah, and if you win loads of money on the, the premium bonds, will you be remembering your old friend, Ed? I occasionally win like £25. I mean, in my experience, the oh, returns on premium bonds are terrible. Yeah, I think that's something in the papers not that long ago about how they're not, not great, but you never know. I guess. Got to be in it to win it. That's all I need to win it, and you can easily get your money back if you, if you need to pay an emergency expense. My voice is really starting to go now. Thank you once again for tuning into this episode of Medics Money Triage. It's really nice just to be able to take a step back and have a look over some of the footage we've recorded over the years and maybe revive some interest in some old topics and updating them. If you're working this Easter as part of the NHS, I want to say thank you from behalf of all of Medics Money and wherever you're listening from, wishing you a very happy Easter and a restful bank holiday weekend. Cheers!